Welcome to Merrickville. G'day, Sydney. Great to have you listening today. It might be a gloomy day outside. The weather's a bit crap, but our good friend Lawrence Mooney's in the studio. Little Very ray not- of sunshine. Oh, Mez. It's Wednesday, Arvo. It's hump day. It's great. You know, it's fantastic, Lawrence. Do you call it, it hump day? Yeah, of course I do. Anything. I call it everyday hump day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's a new okay. record. What? For grubbiness. For grubbiness? Yeah, 30 seconds in. Uh, yeah, that's pretty close to the record. Pretty happy with that, actually. You it's are gonna get a grubby lot worse. unit, Liam. You <laughs> are the grubbiest. Loz, in this hour, we're <laughs> going to have a brand new Big Mal's voicemail. We're going to pitch some television shows to Channel 10 to turn their tides. Mm, they've started to uh, go in and take the furniture back at Channel 10. No, no, we're going to help them out. We've got some great ideas. But up next, we're going to talk about Moon Man's... Previous life. Ooh. Oh, it's disturbing. <laughs> Stick <laughs> Is around. Is it criminal? I <laughs> yes. think so. Yes. Moon Man, I was listening hmm. to a little podcast that you were on uh, by a very good friend of ours, Rachel Corbett, who used to work here several years ago. Uh, is sensational. And I'd actually never met her, but I'd been a long-time fan. She was on the very short-lived The Verdict on Channel 9. She was the shining light on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Mark Latham was awesome, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only Latham. only as a piece of eye candy. Sorry, Rach, but Latham's got it. Yeah. Uh, and she's also on a, a show with um, Peter Burner yes. called The B-Team. Yes, and she does a lot. You see her usually like uh, usually tonight on Wednesday night. She does a lot for the project on a Wednesday night, and tomorrow morning on Thursdays, Thursday mornings on Channel Nine. She, her, and I do a little piece for Channel Nine. Basically, we're just giving you her resume. <laughs> so she's just everywhere. If you don't know who she is, plus she she's on. gets around a lot, doesn't she? She is a media. Uh, oh! uh, yeah. uh, she would laugh her ass off when she hears this. She wouldn't listen to it live. She doesn't like the show. But... So, yeah, it's good to do a podcast with her. It was very interesting because uh, the podcast is called You've Got to Start Somewhere. So she goes back to where people started, how they got their break. Mm-hmm. And it's, she talks to lots of comedians. I've been interviewed. I was... Still waiting for mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. I can feel it. Cool. Um, I've, I've done one with Rach. Uh, and I listened to Peter Hellier's recently, which was fantastic as well. And uh, today, Loz, I caught up from one from a few weeks ago, which is one that she did with you. And there's some very funny moments. I, I strongly suggest listening to the podcast. It's really very interesting, very, very funny. But oh, you, thanks. You, um, you told me a story in part, but then when I heard it on the podcast, I went, hang on a second. Lawrence didn't tell me all of that story. Was it when I was a debt collector? Uh, no, but that was, that was very interesting too. Mm-hmm. It, was it when I was a customs officer? Yes, it was. Right. Yes, it was, I, all right. I left school and I was directionless and joined the public service and I was a customs officer for mm-hmm. uh, six years. And you always made out to me that you were just preventing uh, Europeans from bringing back jars of pickles. That's the way you described it to me. Mm. And, and illegal cheeses and, and stuff. cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much the alarming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you never bothered to tell me about some of the more illicit products that you might have found, um, particularly... We were part of large drug busts as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I was I was taught, uh, you know, in customs to search for drugs and it's, you know, it's created a, a lifelong passion for me, Merrick. <laughs> I, still, I still seize them and destroy them under supervision. <laughs> Close, personal supervision. Now, that's, yeah, the bit I I wa- that's the bit I want to get to, Loz. 
The okay. bit where you tell everybody, because, you know, you're beyond the statute of limitations here now. I hope so. You're, yeah, you are. 33 but, years? Yeah, mate, you'll be all right. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> I can't prove it. It's all jokes. <laughs> We're making this stuff up. It's all it's jokes real. and lies. So dumb. <laughs> Listen to this made-up story that Lawrence is going to tell about one time when he okay. was in customs. I'll impro. Um, so I was part of a, a unit called G Group, and we had a massive uh, marijuana seizure. And back in those days, uh, the federal police would then take over the brief and so they would oversee everything. And basically it was an extension of school. We were mucking around and we had to unpack each of these one kilogram blocks, unpack it so that the chemist could get a sample so he could do a schedule A1 to A600 positive for marijuana. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of... Because you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at it what it was. Well, you wouldn't take 600 kilograms of marijuana into a court, for example. Yeah. So you just have a schedule. Gotcha. Anyway, so um, there was a lot of debris, and so we had to sweep it up. And uh, as the federal police started to lose interest in us because they treated us as underlings, we were, I guess, kicking bits of it into secret locations. And then uh, we took it home. <laughs> And we mulled it up and we smoked it. And it was Good Friday and there was uh, six customs officers watching the greatest story ever told uh, about the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the weird thing about it was occasionally you would look up. It's the only time you've been more stoned than the Christians. (laughs) Boom! But uh, occasionally you'd look up and there was five customs officers in the room and you'd go, oh, no, Oh, that's right. I'm one of them. Uh, and so we were laughing a lot. And the great thing is, too, is customs officers. Because we were contravening if, the laws we were meant to be enforcing, and which if is you, hilarious. And if you've got the munchies, you just turn around and eat some Macedonian cheese. you got a flight K of 14. Some salted fish from Hong Kong. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. You look munted. Would you like a Dalmati? <laughs> I seized this massive salumi that somebody was carrying internally. Have a bite of this. <laughs> this was in a man three hours ago. You could barely tell. Who wants a And slice? it's still warm. <laughs> so a complete and utter abuse of power, Lawrence. Uh, again, Liam's trying to bring it back to power. Power. That is would... a massive abuse of your position. <laughs> really? <laughs> To sweep up marijuana off the floor of a customs office and then take it off. Well, it was a large warehouse, to be fair, where we would... Uh, oh, well, I mean, that's... Cont- it was a covert operation, too. Oh, it was. Oh, wow. Did you ever sniff a dog? Because that would have been incredible. I, I did actually finish in customs for two years, but as part of the drug-detected dog unit. Yeah, I had a, a dog called Grip, but not then. <laughs> and the dog kept on attacking He savaged you? me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gave me 35 stitches in the neck, that dog. It's like. Lawrence got the flick when he just took the dog home and started accosting people on the street on the way home. That's so right. good. Lawrence is just walking around the neighborhood going, Do your job. Do, Do it. Find it, matey. Ooh, That's, the, that was the Wilson's house. I'll go to their shed later. Uh, I want to take calls on one Beverly was... Hills Munter. One triple three five three. Abuse of power in your job. What have you done? If you've been, you might have been a, uh, a corrections officer. You might not. You know, might have been in the law, but it might have just been, you know, a bank or an institution, a large institution where we would think that you have an enormous amount of trust placed in you, and then you've just <laughs> gone. You know oh, what? Nurse, 
What did you get your hands on? See, that's a classic <laughs> one. That's why I can't. That's why I've never been able to have a decent job. Because if somebody <laughs> said to me, Merrick, would you like to work at this chemist?" I just go, "Yes, I do." Like Serapax. I mean, yes, I would like to have a job selling glucose. Maybe you're the guy who just got fired from the ATO. Oh, yeah. That's a massive massive thing. He just goes, oh, you know what we'll do? We'll take corrupted taxes and we'll put them into my corrupted pockets. (laughs) Merrick, I don't mind you stealing condoms from work, mate, but don't put them on here. Um... (laughs) One, triple, three, five, three. (laughs) Have you abused your power in your job? Massive abuse of power in your job. Lawrence was a customs official. How is that even... How does that happen? How do I I become a law enforcement officer? Listen, I was a good kid. Uh, I was just drifting. I had no idea. I was a chancer. (laughs) Give us a go, Gov. And they put me in a customs uniform and said, search the bags and the cargo. How long uh, after starting a job as a customs officer were you entrusted to deal with narcotics or, you know, drugs? Oh, um, oh, pretty much straight away, (laughs) really. Soon wow. as someone tried to sneak it into the country, I guess. Wow. It's almost like this was the 80s or something. <laughs> yeah. is, oh, you're right. You're 20, 20 years of age. Let's, let's put it this way. I reckon if I had been an Indonesian in Bali, Chappelle would have been home a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> she would have had a Lawrence, terrific did you, holiday. Did you send Boogie Boy back? Uh-huh. Find anything? Mm. I am oh, so look. sleepy. <laughs> I found some stuff, but I don't think it's seaworthy. <laughs> Taking your calls on um, when you've abused your power in the job. We've got Sarah in Maryville. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hello. How you doing? So uh, I'm good, and you? Yeah, really good. How did you abuse your position? Well, I used to work for IT help desk, and uh, there was this one upper middle management bloke who was really condescending to me all the time just basically thought I didn't know how to do my job so I used to do little things to his account like lock his password out or I would take away file permissions from him or uninstall something off his machine (laughs) just little little microaggressions that really made my day better oh I've never heard the the term microaggression oh I like it (laughs) Sarah, that's so. This is where men have to realise that we are the inferior sex, right? Because absolutely, yeah, I'll have no fury, right? Yeah, because we're so dumb. Like if we wanted to get to you, we'd go. I'm gonna write something in a post-it note. That'll show her, and then we'd go put <laughs> yeah. it on your desk, and it would fall on the ground, and you'd never see it. You just go. I'm gonna disable his computer because he's too Pretty stupid much. to figure it out. And, and, you're and the beauty of it out. was that he. He'd have to come to me to get it fixed as well, and I'd I'd say, "Oh, look, I'm really busy right now, but I'll get to you in in about an hour." Oh, your oh. passive aggression oh. is so lethal. Yeah. What, are you in IT still, Sarah? Yeah, but I work for software development now, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> okay. Never. If who you, are if you torturing you... now, though? Because that kind of desire, once you've got a taste, that <laughs> doesn't leave you. Yeah. No. Just just don't. <laughs> Don't piss off your IT help desk people. No. Oh, imagine no. imagine being married to Sarah though, Lawrence. Like you're oh. at home and you do something <laughs> stupid. Or, or you're just getting punished from every angle. Oh. You don't even know. Go, Why does the fridge hate me? Sarah's husband is completely off the grid. There's no, the grid. Yeah, yeah. No off computer, no email. Let's get to Mark in Camperdown. Hello, mate. How you going, bud? Yeah, good, mate. All right. How have you used, abused your position of power? So Lawrence kind of hit it on the head. I am a nurse and I oh, do take yeah. drugs. Um, <laughs> I usually steal Viagra. Jesus. Steal Viagra? Yeah. 
<laughs> and is it prescribed to someone and, they, and then you give them a placebo and they're like, why won't it go hard? Not, not as much as you think. So I actually work with, um, with kids um, and it's used as like a cardiac drug. So they don't really miss it because we have stacks on hand at all times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I Sorry, Mark, you, you stiffy just knocked the phone out of, the, <laughs> out of your way there. Sorry. Yeah, I usually get it on and um, throw it on to me, mate. <laughs> I, think it, I think it just hit the steering wheel and you veered in the path of somebody else. <laughs> you're in hands-free, uh, but you're not connected by Bluetooth. <laughs> negative ghost rider. Are you holding the phone with your peen? If you're a small business, we know it can be a little bit tough. So here at Merrifield, we've launched our very own ad agency, Loz, every week I'm going to choose a small business and I'm going to write a little commercial for them and I'm going to give that person, the winner, a $1,000 cash. Really? And, yeah, and an ad. But you'll also be in the running for $10,000 worth of advertising and a Citroen Berlingo van as well to help your small business grow. You mean Citroen? Thank you. Citroen. I don't, I don't speak French, so that was that's excellent. Mm, what? It's a, Merci beaucoup. I got Bolingo van right though, didn't I? <laughs> Bolingo. <laughs> I'll do the Bolingo, you do the Citroen. Uh, all you have to do is head to triplem.com.au to register. A big thank you to Citroen Bolingo van because it features the new reverse camera and rear parking sensors, which is handy if you're on the job. But of course, we know that the type of ad that I write for you will intent be a positive thing for your small business. But I'm just warning you, I do have a case history with writing ads for people. Van 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 Dam Van. Merrickville's newest Vietnamese restaurant has opened for business. A huge variety of traditional dishes, including pho, 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 Seriously? Why wouldn't you just get one of the guys from the restaurant to do this ad? Van 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 Dam Van, Merrickville's newest Vietnamese restaurant. Try the kickboxer chicken or the universal warrior papaya salad. So traditional, you can smoke inside. Open seven days. As you know, that we've got uh, direct access to the PM, Mez. Uh, he's our man on the ground. And uh, whether he be in Kirribilli, the lodge, or uh, at home at Pine Papa. And he's talking about tougher citizenship tests this mm. this week. So let's find out what's going on with Mal's voicemail. It's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. These are strange times, my friends, and dangerous times, but we are resolute. That's right, resolute. We are going to make the citizenship test tougher and more Australian to make it harder for extremists. We are going to test how Australian people are who want to live here, even if they've never lived here. And if they're not, then they won't, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Tell me how I can test somebody's Australianness and leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Malcolm. It's Pino. I think you can test somebody's Australianness by the sounds they make, like cooey <laughs> or Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Come on, the crows, and Aussie expressions like fair go and fair dinkum and dead dingoes donga. <laughs> it's Pino. Good night, Turnbull, you fop. 
It's Lazarus. Smoke rings. If you go up off a smoke ring, you can't come in. Give them a bag of Winnie Blues and see where they put it. Up your T-shirt sleeve, in. In your pocket, off you go. And then you need to demolish a garden so you can sound like me, not like some soft cock from the eastern suburbs. And you need to smash some stuff too. Like I want to smash you, Turnbull. You're not even Australian. It's Lazarus. Hello, Mr. Turnbulls. It's uh, Rudy Vanderstone here, the Merrickville stereotypical Dutchman from the Netherlands. When Martha and I arrived here from Holland in the 60s, uh, I worked at a plumbing supplies where they called me the Clockwork, and uh, which I accepted in good fun. So uh, maybe part of the test should be uh, to think up a derogatory and mildly racist reference for your own nationality so that Australians could use it to feel superior to you, even though they're not very superior. You bunch of lazy, drunk, marsupial... <laughs> I'm only kidding. It's Rudy. Why, Mr. Turnbull's a shaking, let me speaking. I think most refugees should be put in the woodshed down in Tassie like we were when we were kids. It was a world of innovation and excitement and survival because sometimes Dad will lock us in there for days and he goes shooting or on a bender in town. A sin in the woodshed in Tassie would make people re ready to enjoy our country or completely insane like Brendan, our next-door neighbour. He cracked under pressure, Mr Turnbulls, and thought he was a chicken, and, and, and he became enraged when nobody would eat his eggs. <laughs> uh, yuck. <laughs> it's Jackie. <laughs> and disturbing news for us people in show business anyway, Channel 10 uh, has gone, not quite into liquidation, but it's under a lot of pressure at the moment. Uh, Voluntary administration is yeah. the uh, term. That's like so, one-off one selling the furniture. It's some bean counters in there, mm. making sure that Everything, every any every penny now is accounted for, yep. which means no flying business class when you can be flying economy, all that yep. sort of stuff. Well, ten network holdings um, were put on their shares were put on hold yesterday after they were declined a refinance of their mm. two hundred million dollar loan, two hundred million dollar loan. So obviously they'd bought an apartment in Bankstown, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> <laughs> boom. There you go. It's not funny. Uh, Channel 10 could fold. There's a lot of very, very good people. A lot of my friends work at Channel 10, and they are very, very good people, and I wish them all the very best. Also, be on. have you been paying attention uh, next Monday? So let's hope right. it sticks okay. around till at least Tuesday. But you have to catch the Greyhound down to Melbourne to film it. Uh, that's so true. <laughs> I will. I'll have to. Anyway. Um, well, I can. I tell you what, they can fix up their problems very easily. Bring back the Bolt Report. Uh, we Andrew Bolt, mm. but make it a Captain make it a make it a boxing match. Mm. Andrew Bolt's in the ring, and uh, just a left wing, you know, Bill Short and Penny Wong. Just they've mm. got a glove up and take him on. Well, we suggested putting um, Andrew Bolt because he's so right wing. Actually, mm. put him on the project, but like he's so far on the right wing, you actually have to have a separate studio to the side, and you have to swivel the camera right around so you can see him because he's that far right wing. Mm. Um, and maybe you could do that. I've actually had a little bit of a plan here for a Channel 10 survival plan, Lois. It's, it's combining past successes for future growth. That's what I've called it. Because it That's sounds terrific. governmental. Yeah. All right, okay. mate. Here you go. Bit of production so, for you, bud. Okay. Coming soon to 10. Australian Idol and Gladiators, two tremendous shows. Guy Sebastian has to ascend the pyramid without having the shit punched out of him by Tower. Thoughts? That's good. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't want to see Guy climbing? Mm. Climbing to the very mm. top. I don't know um, how some other people would go. I don't know how the judges would go. I, I would like to see. Um, oh, can't remember the name of the judge that ended up on Dancing with the Stars. Mark Holden. Mark, Mark Holden. Holden. I'd like to see Mark Holden. Um, he wouldn't make it past the first. <laughs> no, He'd no. get Cougar would tear him apart. 
Um, but it wouldn't be the first time you're t- you emotionally but... connected to this. Mm, mm. <laughs> what about Blankety Blanks, but hosted mm. by Waleed Ali? Oh, Just that's a great. half an hour of h- hilarious laughs <laughs> and innuendo with Waleed. Peter the Phantom Puller said, Oh, Waleed, cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to combine another couple. What about this one? Uh, I'm 10. Neighbours and It's a Knockout. Those are two huge oh. shows for Channel 10. If Bouncer <laughs> doesn't make it through, he gets put down. And then you can incorporate Bondi Vet as well. Well, well I've, oh. I've actually finished to say that. I've, the second one, the alternative that was Totally Wild and Bondi Vet. <laughs> it's a kids show where kids show animals and then Chris Brown puts them to sleep. Oh, <laughs> Just annoying We're laughing. Kids. We're laughing. Yeah. We're laughing. I'm looking around. Yeah, people are fun. laughing. That's what people want now. You That's get what a about... funeral home on board to sponsor it. Money. Yeah, 100%. About, That's you know, money. Some of the old talent we need to get back. Yana Vent. I oh, mean, you Yana. Know, originally news reading on mm. Eyewitness News. Mm. Get her back and maybe the host of the Super Flying, flying Fun Show. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> okay, too old. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what about this one? Another combination of a couple of great television shows with Channel 10, giving them good service. Big Brother and... E Street. Now, people with no oh. profile go into a house and take E. <laughs> That's great. I would watch that. We want to watch it. There's not been anything I've listed no. that we haven't wanted no, to watch. I'd watch all those. The bit oh. where Bouncer gets put down, that would be <laughs> yes. amazing. Coming up next, a bunch of strangers off their dials on penis. <laughs> Guy licking the rug, no euphemism, an actual piece of carpet. That's, like, how, that's how pinged he is. Sounds like Lawrence is a customs officer. Look at them in the Sounds spot. like Tuesday night round of my joint. <laughs> oh, well, as I've been told to wave goodbye to you, probably because it's probably safe to do that now because I was about to combine prisoner. Oh, with, yes. with puberty blues. No, okay. 400 <laughs> incarcerated way. teenage boys battle it out for the only box of Kleenex. <laughs> See you, you lagging bitch. See you, <laughs> See you tomorrow. All right. Very good friend of mine, Nazim Hussain. You might know him from I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Really very, very funny guy and a very, very warm human being. He is, of course, a well-known Australian Muslim. And I follow him on uh, Instagram and Twitter because he's a funny bloke. And I couldn't help but notice something um, yesterday that he was traveling to the United States. And he put up some interesting posts on his Instagram. And I thought... I should probably give him a call to see how he's going with his trip to the United States. I saw yesterday on uh, your Instagram that you were flying to America and you had put up you put up a, a post saying you loved Trump. And I went, that's weird. I don't know if Nazim does love Trump. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow Nazim for the next, I don't know, 24 hours and see whether or not Nazim actually makes it into America. And if he does, how did... How does it go? Because, Naz, just before you took off, I saw on your Instagram feed that your Virgin um, boarding card for the US had four S's on it, and we know that that's a flag for somebody to be screened by customs in America. Yeah, it's basically I upgraded with points from premium economy to business class. I used a a crap load of my points, so I'm going to treat myself. Um, and I got to the front of the queue and then they said, oh, now you've got SSSS on your boarding pass. You're going to have to wait until a whole freaking plane load of people board before you and then we're going to let you on after we frisk you and go through your bags and ask you a series of questions. 
So they're asking all sorts of questions like, what are my intentions going to the U.S.? Um, why am I traveling alone? Am I sure that's the reason I'm traveling by myself? I landed in the States. I, I got taken into another special room. And then they asked me oh, no. similar questions. Yeah, they asked me, like, like, why am I traveling alone? Like, um, what do I think about Donald Trump's presidency? And uh, I said, <laughs> I said, I really love the guy. I, I really didn't want them to go to my Instagram in case they, they suspect that I was being sarcastic. Yeah. And then I had to prove to them that I actually am a comedian by getting him to log on to Netflix and watching a segment of the show that I'm on. No way. So after what, after an hour, they've gone, oh, that's a pretty funny gear. Um, welcome to America. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. They had to, but they weren't even laughing at the, at the, at the funny bits. <laughs> <laughs> Did that hurt <laughs> the most? At my own joke. Yeah, that hurt the most. Like, it's weird. Like, you don't want to be la- the only person laughing at your own jokes. Well, Nazim, watching it, like Nazim, yeah. I've I've heard a story that um, American authorities sometimes capture um, people of interest to the United States. They take them to Guantanamo Bay, where they put them in a cell full of people watching DVDs of their material, and then they don't laugh, and that's one of their torture techniques. That is actually the worst form of torture. <laughs> if you believe in hell, and I do, I think that would be my personal hell. To, be, to just be performing to a room of people that don't laugh, or to be performing to a room of people that walk out, or for them to just be showing my comedy over and over and people just going, just falling asleep and yawning. That's what happened, man. It's, like, I'm currently in the US, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really honest about my, my views, and I really love Donald Trump, but... Um, and, and what he's done to to, to, to to the process here. But anyway, look, just pray for my return, man. Absolutely. 100%. Have been the whole time. Nazim, um, how how long did it take you to get through customs in the US at LAX? You know what? This is actually a record for me because I, I had a special visa this time and I was able to show them online the show that I'm working on. Last time I got interrogated for four hours straight. Um, so two times I've been interrogated for four hours straight and it's really difficult proving that you're a comedian um, when when they ask you to tell you tell your jokes on the spot, tell them jokes. Well, this time was only like an hour, but everybody else just sort of flies through. Mm. When you say the other people, Nazim, do you mean the non-Muslims? <laughs> Look, just, you know, it's not even Muslims. It's people that like have maybe spent too long in the sun, or <laughs> have like more than two syllables in their names. It's just it's everyone in the interrogation room. Like they all like there's a few people sitting there just waiting for their turn, and we all like we looked a little tanned. We got a, we got a fair bit of melanin going on, yeah, but they don't want to take any chances here. Yeah, you know, no. fair enough. You know, you got you got to do what you got to do. And I support Donald Trump. I think what he's doing is fantastic. And I don't trust myself. No, you know? no, no. So I mean, they to trust me? He's just an orange guy who's trying to make America great again. Yeah, some people say, you know, Donald Trump's racist against people of colour. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. How can he be racist against people of colour when he himself is a person of colour? Absolutely. You know? so, Maz, mate, I wish you the best of luck, mate. I hope that in America you find some uh, great opportunities. I won't ask you what they are, but hopefully you can tell me on your return. And, mate, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> Thank you very much. Best of luck, Naz, and I hope to see you again in Australia or possibly Guantanamo. Look, I'm, I'm due back on Saturday morning. If you don't hear from me, try my Cuban number. <laughs> <laughs> see you, brother. That's Nazim Hussein, a fantastic bloke, a very, very funny man. Check out his work if you're not familiar with it. Great comedian. And I want to ask you guys, one triple three five three. have you been like Nazim or almost like Nazim was? Have you had access tonight? Yeah, when you've tried to get in somewhere and you've just been denied access. 
No, thank you. Because there's nothing more humiliating, I imagine, than you getting all excited for an overseas trip or going somewhere where you're all dressed up and you're about to go in and they go, sorry, access denied. I nearly got knocked back from a country myself because they asked me if I'd ever taken drugs and I laughed and they went, and I went, oh no, please. And then went, come into a room, we've got some rubber gloves and a big tube of lube. And I went, guess what? I'm, yes, your access is denied, Canada. You are not accessing that part. And then they did, and I got in, it was great. Anyway, whatever. 14353, where have you been banned from? Taking calls, 14353, about whether or not you've tried to go somewhere and then you've had access denied. Absolutely. Because there's nothing more humiliating there with your little passport and you're all excited for your trip and you haven't filled out the paperwork properly. Or maybe you're on some sort of kind of watch listy thing and... Yeah, absolutely. Do you reckon we need to pay Family Feud for that sound effect? That's where we've got it from. Yeah, and quite frankly, Channel 10 could probably do with the cash. Oh, sorry, Channel 10, don't have the cash right now. Uh, Let's take your calls on and when when you've uh, been given the big knockback from somewhere, access denied, have you been banned from somewhere? We've got uh, Sanjeev in Marrickville. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? Very good indeed. Have you copped a bit of a... I have indeed. Well, it's very much similar to Nazim. I got the four S's on my boarding pass. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, so I, I work, um, I'm on staff travel and I, I, you know, you do a bit of boarding pass swapping and all that sort of stuff when you're checking in. Yeah. So the check-in lady gave me, um, she gave me the boarding pass and sort of laughed at me. I went, have you ever had that before? I'm like, oh, what do you mean? And so, lo and behold, I was none the wiser. So I turned up to the security, the security desk and there's this, Six foot six African American bloke. He sort of points at me and goes, "You over here?" I'm like, "Uh oh, this isn't good." So yeah, so he patted me down. Um, but then obviously you could tell I have a very Australian accent and uh, clearly not um, what he was after. Yes, but and, you, you're, uh, yeah, you're a bit you're a bit brown, aren't you, Sanjeev? And that was the trigger for them, wasn't it? <laughs> yep, fooled them. Definitely fooled them. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so that's quite quite funny. Yeah, and so Sanjeev, what did you have to explain to them? Uh, you know, not only country of origin, you obviously explain that as an Australian, but did you say, you know, did you have to explain your religious background, cultural background, or anything like that, or did they just, you know, they just say, look, we just flayed you because you're brown? I think, yeah, I think it's because obviously it's the name, so it's the uh, mm. like a very, very common name. Um, and I, but they didn't interrogate me, with, which was good, I guess. I think it was just looking at me. Um, I think, yeah, he just pretty much let me go, and mm. um, so it was nice. I ended up actually getting through the security line quicker than my wife, so that was brilliant. Mm. Sanjeev, are you, are you, can I ask you, Sanjeev is a, an, uh, often an Indian name, yeah? It is indeed, yep. Yes. Yep. So uh, are you uh, Hindu or are you Sikh? I'm Hindu, yeah. So okay. my parents are born in India. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I was born here, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not actually a Muslim country. It's not even it's not even close. The name Sanjeev, not even slightly Arabic. Okay, okay. Just uh, in America, just drawing out the picture they'd like to see. Thank you very much, Sanjeev, for calling through. This is your station of origin. State of origin. Nothing hits you like Holden State of Origin. Feel it. Be there. Get your tickets to the only Origin game in Sydney. Go to nrl.com slash tickets. Proudly, Sydney's Triple M. Yeah, this is definitely the one to go to Sydney. Just a week away, the 21st of June. State of Origin 2. You want to be there. You can go and get your tickets for Origin 2 at nrl.com slash tickets. Or you can just win some now. Pretty easy. 
All you have to do is answer the category based on your origin. And today it is, does Parramatta Road run through your suburb? I'm out. Where I used to live in Leichhardt, it did. I was right just off Parramatta Road. But not anymore. You're in Lilyfield. Is it the end of my street? No, so you no, can't win them today, Miss. No, well, I wasn't going to try because it would be rigged and everyone would go, hey, Merrick won them. Rigged. I wonder if Parramatta Gra- Road run through your suburbs. That doesn't include the four. That's got to be Parramatta yeah. Road. I wonder if Graham from uh, from South Penrith will call again. Graham, Graham from South Penrith right now is on the telephone. It's going to claim Parramatta Road is an extension. Our clue could be, the, do the you trend. live in Bondi? And Graham from South Penrith would call through. We should do standard orange for origin tickets. Origin, are you Graham from South Penrith? <laughs> he already won some, so he's oh, all right. Here we go. We've got Mitchell. Mitch. G'day, how you going? Good champ. All right. State of origin. What's your origin? Does Parramatta Road run through your suburb? Yeah, Parramatta. <laughs> oh. Okay, hang on a second, Michael. We're just going to, can we get confirmation, please, on Parramatta Road? Mitchell, turns out you're absolutely correct. Well done. Thank you very much. Good on you, mate. Well done. Mitchell from Parramatta wins tickets for having Parramatta road run through Parramatta. Who would have thunk it? Have a good time. State of origin, one week away. Isn't it a pity? Bernard Fanning there from his uh, double album, Civil Dawn, uh, Brutal Dawn, Civil Dusk. Uh, I've got to say, that is one of my favourite songs on the radio at the moment. And I feel really bad because when Bernard comes in here, I'm always a smart ass, <laughs> And then I hear his songs and I just go, oh, don't be a smart ass. He's got talent, you halfwit. Yeah, Civil Dust came out last year. Brutal Dawn came out just last month. Yeah, yeah. And you came up with the title for his third, third album. The third album, which is called Nocturnal Emissions. Mm. I think he, I think he genuinely took that on board. He thought that was very, very funny. Yeah. Again, I was being a smart ass, mm. and then I hear how talented he is, and I go, "You just pipe down, what's he? Uh, stick to what you know." And what I know is bloody Monopoly. Oh. That's what I know. <laughs> Australian Monopoly has just been set to release tomorrow. Uh, we will see mm. Australian Monopoly. So basically, it's just a, the board game Monopoly. But it's it, all the spaces are all filled up with Australian icons. So in New South Wales, we've got uh, the Sydney Harbour. Um, and the Opera House and the Bridge, I suppose, will be part of that. But Sydney Harbour, um, of course, no one can land on that. It's too expensive. Don't even bother. Don't even, like, seriously, <laughs> just, it should just be, keep going. Go straight to jail. Even jail's too expensive in Sydney. Um, and the other one was Orange as well. I Orange love these novelty versions of Monopoly. Do you? Oh, yeah, I reckon they're great. They have the Simpsons one, Star Wars one. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played those because I, um, I'm an adult. Yeah, and, well, uh, well, I, I imagine do, I the other, with, other with reason you probably haven't played them is you would be a nightmare to play Monopoly can't play, with. Can't play with me. No. no we're not going to have board games in the house because I throw them in the air. No, literally. No, that doesn't surprise been banned. me at all. We've got Monopoly in my house. It's banned. We can't play it because I'm a child and I throw it around. I get angry and I get upset. You should send me a trivial pursuit. Oh. I argue about the answers and I go, no, that's not quite correct. I'll actually argue. Anyway, and then we have to get at Google and then everybody wants to go home and everyone goes, oh. Absolutely, I do, because it's my freaking house. Board game night is very close to waterboarding. Waterboarding house, yeah, yeah, torture night. Uh, But what I have done is I've actually developed a a smaller version of going even more narrow cast with a Sydney version of Monopoly. Mm. Hey, Liam, want to have a game of Sydney Monopoly? Uh, With you? Yeah. Nah, I'm all right, miss. What? Why not? Well, because you'll lose and then you'll have a tantrum. I will not. I never have tantrums. Shut up! Roll the dice! I don't have tantrums! Okay. Seven. All right, I've landed on community chest. 
You have bought a coffee and avocado on toast at Bondi. Pay $600. That's cheap. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, my turn. Aha! Landed in Vaucluse. Going to put a house on it? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Okay, your turn. Boom, 11. St. Clair. I'm going to buy a house, please, banker. A house? Okay, a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, that's more like it. There you go. Okay, my turn. Three. Chance, you have won a reality television program. Go directly to Sydney Breakfast Radio and collect a ton of cash. Boom! You've already done that in real life, haven't you, Miz? Oh, no, I've never been on a reality program. Oh, and I get to roll again. Seven. Ah, I've landed on the M5. I'm going to be here for the next three hours. I'm going to go watch a movie. Just let me know when you're done. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. You have your turn. Okay. Twelve. Head directly to Long Bay. Do not pass Goulburn. You're to share a cell with a convicted pedo named Jeff who loves short men. Hang on, this is written in pen. Did you write this? Sorry, mate, I can't hear you. I'm on the M5. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. If you missed anything during your stay, subscribe to the Merrickville podcast on iTunes or with your favourite Android app, 104.9 AAA.